You are listening to the Mr. and Mrs. Podcast with your hosts, Mr. Max and Mrs. Lacey. I've been doing all right. I spent uh, about four hours helping Tui sort through comics to get ready for uh, next next weekend. So what order do you put them in, alphabetical or chronological? Uh, we just lumped together similar titles. Oh, nice. You know, all of the, all of the X-Men titles go together because you just can uh, pile them up and sell them for a buck nice. a piece. That's a good way of fundraising. What a savings. What a savings. <laughs> no kidding. Huh, I watched so, the new I watched the new Pee Wee movie yesterday. That was fun. Was it good? It's worth watching once at least. Okay, it's not like a big adventure though, right? <laughs> no, it's it's not, and it's not that funny or quirky. Is it as bad as Big Top Pee Wee? Uh, I don't think so because I could actually watch this one now. Okay, good. Okay, Big Big Top. I tried to watch a year or two ago, and I was like, nope. It was good when I was a kid. And that Back when that's what we had. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, Big Top Pee Wee, it's so endearing. And then I watch it again, and I'm like, yeah, I'm never watching that again. <laughs> and Lacey's like, what the hell are you guys talking about? Chris Christopherson, what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to our voices, you are listening to the Mr. and Mrs. Podcast. I'm Mr. Max. I'm Mrs. Lacey. And today, we have a special guest. Yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Plus One. Yeah, it's, I guess it's a menage at tr- three. <laughs> I don't know. It, menage? I don't... No, it's, it's not a... It's, it's, not, a, it's no. not a menage, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's no menaging around here. <laughs> you guys never told me you know Nicki Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have uh, Mr. Slappy McNutts from uh, the Brazen Stones podcast. And if you're uh, familiar with us, then you may recall other podcasts by the name of Pop Culture Massacre, and a short-lived one by the name of uh, Ears on Main Street. Is that correct? Yes, that's <laughs> what it was called. Yes, that's what. <laughs> thank you for confirming. <laughs> anyway, and what was that? Oh, that was a Disney-based podcast that I would love to start doing, but I don't have time for. Ears on now, Main Street. Just, just really quick. Speaking of uh, Disney stuff, the new Haunted Mansion comic is out, and uh, if you don't have it, go get it. Yeah, I gotta go get it. Actually, I should go do that today. We're going, we're going to go do that after this. We're going to go to drive to the comic book store. And he's going to yell at me and say, nerd. And say, you Disney nerd, why are you here? There's not going to be a we involved in this. I yeah. will find something else to do. You will drive. You'll be that. outside waiting for me in the getaway car. Because I'm stealing it. <laughs> <laughs> I found it on Amazon. I was Because I'm lazy like that. I was like, I'm going to go buy it on Amazon. It's 12 bucks on Amazon. That comic. How much Jeez, is it, is it one of the variant covers? No, it, no the variant cover is $20. Twenty nine ninety nine. The one with the that looks like the action figure. That's the, okay, you think the, that's bad? I I picked up uh, issues two, three, and four. There was another haunted mansion comic some years ago. Yeah, the ones from in SLG Comics. Mm-hmm. I I don't have issue one, and to get it is going to cost me at least forty dollars. Yeah, because apparently uh, epi- issues two, three, and four were are easy to come by. They're like five bucks each. I saw I saw that, but issue number one is the hardest one to find. Sons of, I was like son of. <laughs> God, fuck, God, damn it. Hey, but on the plus side, Bernie Sanders was here yesterday. Oh, how was that? How was the Colonel Sanders? You know, I missed it because I had to go and make sure I didn't have a hernia. Oh, wow. Did Do you have a hernia? I don't think so, but I have to go back in a week. Oh, man, that sucks. Well, I wish you best of luck in, the, in your endeavors. Thank you. That sounds bad. How did that happen? He does work. He works for the man, you know. Lifting heavy stuff? Yeah. Yeah, well, I was pulling a heavy stack of, you know, product, wink. <laughs> Dildos. <laughs> no, they're called well, personal you know, massages. Them, them Bundy boys got to get their stuff. I <laughs> the hot pants. I the hot pants. <laughs> Two glass eyes. <laughs> Two. How'd you miss that? Two glass eyes. Yeah, so, anyway... All right, I've, I've derailed this enough. How about it's, we get to some it's, topics? It's, it's, the right, it's the right amount of derailment that we're having at the present moment. I'm happy with this derailment. Well, if you're not familiar with our format, uh, Mrs. Lacey, or I bring a topic, Mrs. Lacey brings a topic, and then we have the learning corner at the end. Try to run this about an hour or so, depending, whatever. We might be longer. Who knows? But anyway, Mrs. Lacey, you're starting this week. Yeah, my topic is actually the one Slappy suggested. So. That's why he's on with us today. Yeah. Because... 
And just think, folks, if you have Hangouts or a personal computer, you can chat with us. As long as we know you, because that's just creepy if you're a stranger. Never mind. And you want to suggest a topic. Yeah, if you want to suggest a topic. <laughs> that's true, yeah. So, Slappy, what was the topic you suggested, and why did you want to talk about it? Well, I'm... Uh I suggested the that we talk about the overall detrimental nature of the 24-hour news cycle because uh, with not that much news to report in a 24-hour cycle, it becomes a lot of speculation. And I, you know, imagine that that really mm-hmm. negatively affects our society as you know as a whole. Yeah, for sure, it definitely makes it. If you've got 24 hours to fill, everything becomes an emergency or breaking news breaking news that's that's the that thing absolutely is, is not breaking news at all there's um two stations prominent stations cnn of course we all know and then the other one's headline news and headline news is nothing but breaking news it's supposed to be and they have to fill it with some pretty ridiculous shit that's not breaking news and they call titled such as breaking news right yeah so they um so when it used to just be the Nightly news and the morning newspaper, I think that was the last time when all news was actually news. I mean, the papers have some bullshit in them, but you can... Oh, there have always been fluff pieces. Right. Um, But then CNN was the first one. They came out in the 80s, and they weren't super popular because they didn't didn't really have anything to report on. Mm -hmm. And so they were the only one, and there weren't any really other people. And then... Uh, I was reading about it to figure out how it blew up, and it was O.J. Simpson, pretty I was much. To say, yeah. The O.J. Simpson chase and the O.J. Simpson trial, where um, CNN was the only station that could provide constant fo- footage of it, and then when there wasn't footage of it, provide people talking about it all the time. Yeah, the pundits or whatever. And the ratings went through the roof, and immediately other news stations were like, we got to get on that. Got to suck on this teat of news. We got to show what's her name's perm. <laughs> I can't remember the the prosecutor's yeah. names, yeah, but um, it doesn't matter. You know, I can't remember. Marsha something. Marsha Warfield. No, that's no, not no, right. No, no, no. Marsha Clark. Marsha Clark. We'll all find out when the the TV movie comes out if it hasn't already. It already has. It's bad. Okay, I have it, no it's idea. It's really bad. John Travolta isn't it? I think Nicolas Cage is in it. I don't know. John Travolta as O.J. Simpson? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, Cuba Gooding Jr. as O.J. Simpson. Yeah, because that makes total pisses sense. pisses me off very much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the worst casting it ever. Like- it's the smallest black man that's ever appeared anywhere playing a, a football player. It's very, it's odd. They couldn't find well, anyone it, else. It, it would have been, but Kevin Hart was busy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> No, <laughs> who did I? Who did I, do? I said I was telling Max I'm like the only worst person they could find for it, and then I'm like, oh, I think that guy's dead. It was uh-huh. the guy, the, uh, the shit, who the what you talking about, Willis? Guy. Oh God! <laughs> oh, <laughs> not that Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman. <laughs> I don't think Emmanuel Lewis is dead yet. No, he's still alive. That's Webster. <laughs> That's Webster still alive. How isn't that weird no. that the same generation has like two small black and predominant black actors? I don't know how this episode became a list of black actors smaller than Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> but you know, um since since we're on the, the topic of who is black and who is not. Oh god. <laughs> Okay. The, uh, the the only thing that I think the, well, not the only thing, the, the most prominent thing in my mind that the 24-hour news cycle does in a positive light or, you know, in a, in a positive way is that it, you know, makes people pay attention to uh, why there is a uh, Black Lives Matter movement, you know, yeah. because I, I I will honestly say that where I grew up and the color I am, I had no idea that this was as big a deal as it is, and it it really does it sickens me. Yeah, for sure. But I would have had no idea. Yeah, it really the police shootings now. It it has any time there is a police shooting, it goes on the twenty four hour news network, and they report on it and report on it and report on it, and it really has helped fuel people's Mm -hmm. 
knowledge and also i would say the flint water crisis that's another one i mean mean, because people's water has been poisoned for i mean not poisoned but this problem with corruption and people's infrastructures falling apart has been happening in cities all over you know it's yeah there's like five or six cities here in texas that are have really bad water situations right that have been going on for 20 years right but for some reason flint caught caught the attention of the media and then they all come in and suddenly people in you know salt lake city utah or houston texas or around the paris france right they would they suddenly know about this so there are some good but i would agree that i believe it it definitely contributes to a general dumbing down of everything Mm -hmm. usually well especially if it and i honestly believe that most of it does but especially when it has an obvious slant yeah right for i mean because you know when we first started getting our news minute by minute by minute and then the internet became popular and instead of waiting to go to cnn and for them to report it we could just go online Mm -hmm. and get it instead of minute by minute second by second but the problem with online news is it's almost impossible to get any news without an opinion. Yeah. And then they realized how popular these news articles were with opinions. And now suddenly the TV, the people that are on the television reporting news are trying to do so with an opinion so they can get more so viewers. Can speculate. And right. Yeah. And it's just a, it's a downward spiral i mean a big example was back in what december having to do with the san bernardino shooting that was happening is that they were all saying you know these guys are affiliated with al-qaeda or whatever isis i guess it's isis today um you know and they're part of these guys and then isis is like yeah yeah sure they are and then they find out that they're not you know it's like of course you know we're speculating the fact that because of the fact they're brown-skinned that they're affiliated with with isis or you know on another station where it's you know, it's not ISIS, it's not Al Qaeda, it's you know Muslims. It, it's the Muslims doing it. Yeah, all the Muslims. I mean, all the time. Ugh, that just sickens me so much. You know, yeah. uh, most religions, the major ones, are supposed to be based in peace, and these fringe groups are just making it hard for them for the mm-hmm. the decent folks. Exactly. But the uh, the people re- sensationalizing these events don't care. No, they don't. Why would they? It's not news. I mean, that's exactly You know, I've, I've, I've heard stories of, uh, I think it was, uh, I want to say satanic church or something that took it upon themselves to send, stand outside of a mosque to um, protect people going into to worship their in their Muslim faith. Mm-hmm. You know, because jackholes watching Fox News or whatever, you know, severely slanted right news outlet want to hurt these people. Yeah. They want to firebomb their churches. They want to, you know, hurt these people and everything. And so it's just, and people are going out of their way to do this nowadays. It's just, there's no, there's no gray line anymore of people, that, you know, separating themselves and saying, well, you know, I don't like those people. I hate them, but I'm not going to do anything. Now that people are getting so freaking crazy and caught up in all this madness that they are just partaking now, you know, threatening lives of others. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because it's the that far right machine. Um, you know, the left does have its own media for of sure. Um, oh sure. But the the interesting thing with the far right is that it seems to have been to uh, the twenty four hour news cycle helps the far right to spin stories that are important to them, which seems to have been the goal is to frighten people. Mm-hmm. to get them to vote for the president elect that they so choose. So we're going to it the stories that we push out are going to seem a little crazy, but then all of our people are going to fall in line behind someone that we put in front of them who is not crazy. <laughs> and it's interesting that what that has effectively done is pushed out all any of the sensible people and they have created their own undoing. Yeah. And I think the the key word of that is establishment. I mean, that's like a word that nobody likes to hear anymore. Is that if you're part of the establishment, you're part of the problem. Right, because, I mean, Fox News right now, their own viewers are eating them alive, you know, because of this Trump thing with Megyn Kelly. 
they're back at it again. That's why Trump backed out of the Utah debate, apparently, is because Megyn Kelly was going to be there. And now all Fox News is blasting Trump and Trump supporters are blasting Fox News. And all of those people are supposed to be the same people. So it's super. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sure dividing your votes are going to be the, you know, it's the best idea. Mm-hmm. I think the one thing the 24-hour news cycle did, like I said, it really spurred online news, which has changed journalism, like really affected like journalists now a lot of in on a lot of websites get paid based on the amount of clicks they get Mm -hmm. so therefore the story is much less about providing news and more about providing sensationalism through print which is that is a direct i think that is a direct reflection of the 24-hour news cycle yeah especially when you get all these weird misleading headlines like have you seen trump do this he punched his own mother. And it's like, <laughs> and he says, well, he said he'd punch his own mother. He didn't really punch his own mother. <laughs> you know, it's like something like that. It's just they're trying to, it's so hard to get that click. And yeah, know, the and, misleading headlines used to have an idea of what was in the story. And now headlines are just, you know, what they call clickbait. Yeah, exactly. So what do we think are the cons other than the sensationalism and getting the pe- the rough people out of there? What do you think is, uh, one of the things that I guess would be the most detrimental about having a 24 hour news cycle. The fact that they know that fear sells. Yeah, that's true. Well, I think fear sells to certain age groups. I mean, there's just a study that showed that millennials are less afraid of the world. Like they did, they did a poll of, like um i have to look it up but it was older generations versus millennials are you afraid of isis are you afraid of globalization uh do you think trade universe uh, uh universal trade is a bad thing what do you think and in every single poll millennials just said they it was like 20 or 30 points less afraid than the world really yeah that's interesting i don't know I don't, I mean, I don't know if you get, as you get older, if you get afraid or if it's just that generation that's more afraid. As death creeps closer, you get more afraid. (laughs) It seems like a thing. I mean, every, I have an old guy at work and every time I talk to him, it's just, the sky is falling. Everything is awful. And I'm like. (laughs) Is that the the corn nuts guy? The guy that yelled at you? (laughs) Eating corn, nuts. eating corn nuts. As white people fall out of favor, we get more afraid. <laughs> oh, God. You honkies. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean. That's honky tonk American, thank you. Honk. Honkies. I think that they just grew up in a place where everything seemed like it was going to be like that forever. It's a sure thing. That's what they It's thought. a sure mm-hmm. thing. And where it was okay to hate anybody that wasn't just like you. Yeah. Right. And, and millennials <laughs> have grown up knowing that everything is changing all the time. So they're not so clinging to this idea that this isn't what it was supposed to be. This isn't what I, this isn't what I thought it would be all the time. So, mm-hmm. but I don't know, maybe as we grow older, we're going to, I've noticed as I've gotten older, I'm more conscious about things, you know, like, uh, you know, human life and stuff like that. So it could be a possibility that when I get older, I'm going to get more fearful of not just my demise, but my life changing dramatically. I think that would probably be it. Yeah. And now as I own a lawn, I want kids to get off my lawn. I like, <laughs> noticed that. <laughs> you goddamn kids. You know, you know, the funny thing is when I rented this place I live in now, I was fine. I didn't care. Now that I own it, I'm like, kids, kids. <laughs> I paid a good guy to mow this lawn. A white guy now. I pay, I pay a white guy to mow this lawn. Yeah. How yeah. progressive. I know. I know, right? <laughs> we started with a Mexican, and then we moved up to a black guy, and we knew that we had entered middle class. Now we got a white guy. <laughs> We're proud. <laughs> it's the American way. See, I don't care if the kids are on my lawn. I just don't want, you know, dog crap on my lawn, because I don't own a dog. Oh, that's the uh, see, worst. I, see, I own a dog, and I don't want other dog crap on my lawn. 
Well, see, that, that's why I have my poop shovel, and I just fling it in the direction I think it came from. <laughs> that's a good policy. Are there like, more you know, houses? This, was, this you was your dog. You can have this back. Yeah, dog owners that have their dogs poop on other people's lawns. Yeah, that's just that, like that's the bottom. That's the worst. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Well, and if your dog does, I don't care if you, you know if you clean it up. Yeah, exactly. But how often does that happen? Uh, never, never. No. That yeah. should be on your news cycle. Dog <laughs> poops on my lawn. Dog, it's on my news feed on my Twitter. Dog poop. Again. <laughs> Not again. Not again. Hey, Slappy, so Bernie was in town. Trump was in town too, right? He's in today, I think. No, he... Oh, is he in today? I don't think he was here last night because... Um, yeah, he, I don't know. I don't I don't really pay attention because I just want Trump to go away. Yeah, don't we all? And I hope if I close my eyes and plug my ears, he will. <laughs> but yeah, I, I wanted to go and see Bernie yesterday, but since I had to go to the uh, the doctor, I wasn't able to make it. Yeah. I think well, it's really cool that uh, Utah bumped up their primary, so now everybody is like, it's all interesting now. Yeah, I actually uh, plan on attending a the caucus uh, next week, I, uh, the twenty second. I don't know if that's Tuesday or Wednesday. When but I plan on attending. Over, when they switch over to caucus basis, and that's really interesting. I don't recall that in Salt Lake. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Caucuses. That's what I say. Caucuses. <laughs> Well, you should say it like that. Uh, I'm at the cock asses right now. <laughs> Is this the cock ass? <laughs> so, um, you are in Utah. I know this is uh, this isn't the 24-hour news cycle or whatever Max is going to talk about. But what is your feeling? I know, like almost everyone, there's a Republican. But from the people that you talk to or interact with, do you think they're more Trump or more Cruz? Uh, I'm afraid they're more Trump. I mean, but I would guess they're more Cruz since he's basically that shitbag Mike Lee anyway. <laughs> right. And they keep electing him into office. Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because I was just kind of, I don't know, wondering about it, which way it was going to go. Actually, they're probably um, Kasich. Uh, Rubio. Really? Because, you know, he he was Mormon for a week. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was him because Rubio like has a very tenuous attachment to the LDS church. So, you know, uh, I would say a majority of the uh, Republicans would in Utah, mm -hmm. especially like central Utah and, and southern Utah would vote for him because that's, you know, they, 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 that's why they voted for Mitt Romney. Huh, wow. I had no idea. I did not know that. Yeah, I'm, was... I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Rubio. You might want to no, check just, my math just, on that. Or I just, not my I math, just, my uh, facts. But... Yeah, I just looked into it right now. He did leave the Mormon faith. Yeah, he, he was there very briefly. I don't, it wasn't even a year. Oh, wow. I don't think. That's interesting. He can be Catholic, Baptist, or Mormon. He can pretty much go anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Allah, Buddha, I love you all. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about it and how uh, Utah is super Republican, so I thought you know the farther right, the farther it means kind of Trumpy. But then, yeah, I'm like, which is funny because they love their taxes. I'm like, you are the worst Republicans. <laughs> they do, yeah. And then I was like, well, I don't think Mormons would really attach to the showiness and the kind of gravitas gravitas of uh, Trump. It seems like they would just it's multiple. Wives. I don't know the, the central Utah. You know, even if they are LDS, are probably super you know, racist and redneck ish. Right. That's true. So they, they might really just, that might ring their bell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there's less people in that area, but they had gerrymandered to work in that area too. So interesting. I thought that they, if they didn't think it was throwing away their vote, that they would go for Kasich because he's a lot like, um, who was I saying he was like, uh, Rocky Anderson. Oh no. You, uh, Huntsman. Huntsman. Yeah. Oh, John not, Huntsman. He's not, yeah. he's not Mormon though. Yeah, but he has a lot of those same. Now I'll calls. tell you, had he got—I mean, I know it was a an impossibility—but had Huntsman got the nomination, uh, when was it? Twenty twelve. Uh, twelve. Eight. Yeah, it was twelve. Okay, in 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 twenty twelve, I might have actually voted Republican that year because he is moderate enough that I would have been comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, I feel. Pretty much the same. I like I liked him a lot more, but K 
Kasich is along that same vein. Yeah, he's a little more extreme though than than Huntsman. Huntsman's like almost right in the middle. <clears throat> he does yeah. a lot of good social programs, that he, and he wants to keep all the taxes the same. And that that's another thing. I, I think it's uh, goes along the line of the twenty four hour news cycle and sensationalism. But when did you know being in the middle and, and trying to evoke balance become you know a, a curse word? You can't have battles yeah. without sides. That's the whole reason. I mean, you're in yeah. the middle. You're not. You're not. You're not fighting for anything. You're just. Let's do this, guys. Let's. Yeah, I mean, I kind of understand it a little bit, just because. I I think you know they need to work together and get things done. They're being children. They're being ridiculous. But then, I talk to you know my a, a super Republican guy at work, and trying to get me and him to agree on anything. You know, try to get him to agree that abortion should be legal or try to get me to agree that the poor should be taxed more. Like, we're never going to come. We're never meeting. Not at all. And the idea and people are just supposed to represent the people that they elect, you know. Oh, you're you're talking flat tax, right? (laughs) What you you discussed last time? Yeah. Like briefly? Yeah. And so the idea that... uh, the the person that I vote for and the person that he votes for is supposed to work together when I voted my person in because I wanted them to hold my values. So I understand why it's almost impossible, but I don't know. That's what they get paid for. Yeah. (laughs) And the 24 hour news cycle, one interesting side effect of it is I think it has effectively killed people getting elected that have had any sort of experience it seems that way right now and then, then it goes back to what i was saying about the establishment part too is that so pe- so many people don't want to be part of the establishment and it's been like that i would say since george w bush had left office because barack obama is not part wasn't part of the establishment at the time because he was such a junior senator right at the time and then now we said oh well that worked for us I'm pretty sure a lot of people saw that that worked for us. Now let's just get this business guy that doesn't know shit about shit and have him run for president and now that's why trump's around But the 24-hour news cycle definitely helps with that because you are blasted with people's political faults all the time. It's true. You know, the 24-hour news cycle on Bill Clinton and everything that fell out with that and how Hillary responded. Mm -hmm. And uh, the 24-hour news cycle with Benghazi and the 24-hour news cycle with uh, Chris Christie and Bridgegate. Mm -hmm. The 24-hour, all of that is just pumping bullshit. Every political fault that these people have had. And meanwhile, it's working perfectly for a celebrity like Donald Trump mm-hmm. because he's been working that his whole life. He hasn't needed to... He's made for the camera pretty much. Yeah, he hasn't needed to run a state like Chris Christie has or he hasn't needed to be secretary of state like Hillary Clinton has and made tough decisions. He's been working for the cameras. So obviously... He hasn't had to run anything successfully. Yeah. <laughs> right. So Trump stakes <laughs> at the Sherpa image. But if it effectively makes it impossible for people that have any sort of experience to get into politics, it might be even more detrimental than we realize. Yeah. So what you got, Max? I guess it's yeah. I guess it's my turn now. Oh. Well, let's talk about another another society destroying itself. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, yes, that is true. Um, well, I mean. Uh, Pretty much, uh, I wanted to talk about since uh, a, a movie's coming out next week, uh, or I guess this week, if by the time this comes out, uh, Batman versus Superman. It's a pretty big movie. What? So, when did this happen? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> since when? Uh, yeah. So this week, Batman and uh, versus Superman comes out, and so that just made me think. It's like we, at the present moment in our lives, at least in regards to me, and Mr. Slapping McNutts, are living in a renaissance of our age in regards to the media. It's pretty, oh, yeah. yeah, so I mean, what what's going on right now is that we are getting anything we want that's coming in like movie form, pretty much. If you want a Superman movie, it's coming out. If you want a Batman movie, it's coming out. If you want a good Spider-Man movie, it's coming out. If you want Star Wars, it's coming out, which I would have never thought. Well, in, in the year, um, in 99 or 2000, it started to creep in. I mean, there was, of course, uh, Phantom Menace, and that kind of, you know, helped start it, but then we got... The X-Men and the Spider-Man movies, which, you know, mm-hmm. kind of got that foot in the door. But who would have guessed by 2008 that Iron Man would be a household name? 
Yeah. You know, that was that was a name in my household, sure, but nobody else, you know, as as far as the masses knew who he was. Yeah. And so it just started, it started making me think about how nerd, I would say nerd culture, not really, I guess geek culture. What is it, nerd or geek? I don't really understand the difference between both of them, but I would say. Uh, geek, geek is uh, liking things that were traditionally unpopular, like comics or science okay. fiction or fantasy. But the people that get really, really into it can be nerds, but nerds are generally somebody who's way into like science or math. Okay. Or, Okay, so geek, I, would say, I would say geek culture then. Um, that's pretty much... What are dorks? A combination of both. <laughs> I don't We're know. all dorks. You're, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that that one lazy. has a specific definition. It's just the, uh, you know, it's just a derogatory term, I guess. Yeah. But anyway, so just the rise of, a, of the geek culture pretty much and how... I just want to talk briefly on how that happened and why it, what it really is nowadays compared to what it was 20 years ago. And um, how you all, not you all, but yeah, you, you all, all, not you all, but, but you, you all, all are but getting, humans. are you, are getting everything you want and secretly wishing that it was like it used to be where no one and knew what the hell you were talking about, about it. and still bitching about it. <laughs> and now it's another thing too, with this, the, the uh, recent civil war trailer that came out, it's a prime example of that. Um, so Captain America Civil War is coming out later this year, uh, like sometime what, in June or something like that. May. Uh, May. Okay, yeah, it's always in Memorial Day weekend typically. Um, and so what's happening is that a new they finally released uh, Spider-Man uh, in the trailer. And so that's a yeah, big we, thing. We finally get Spider-Man in a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, which uh, back in the 90s, Marvel sold the rights to several properties, uh, the most notable of which, Spider-Man. So they've sold those film rights to Sony because they were about to go bankrupt and mm-hmm. needed the money. <laughs> they were young and they needed the money. <laughs> so they sold the rights. It's a tale of all and, and they made which, the awesome... Which has bit them in the ass. Well, sort of. I mean, the, the Sam Raimi movies were good, but they weren't great. Oh, and, the first two were, yeah, the were first fun, two were, and then the studio decided it to get involved with the third one. And then that's what t- kind of tainted the whole series. And then, yeah, it sure was a taint. <laughs> and then the new ones, the Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man came out. So why <laughs> I am I saying Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> I can't even get it out. Spider-Man. 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 <laughs> Sally sells seashells by the seashore. I'm Spider- Sebastian Spider-Man. <laughs> And this is CNN. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> then they made the Amazing Spider-Man. Is that better? Is that <laughs> am I am I human enough for you guys now? <laughs> my, my programming got a little off whack there. <laughs> Spiderman. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry. Uh, and those, I personally thought those two movies were awesome. Spider-Man and the uh, Amazing Spider-Man one and two. So, I liked them. Yeah, I enjoyed them a lot, especially the one with Electro. I still, to this day, I watched that one, and I'm just like, this is an awesome fucking movie. Um, and then ever since then, uh, Disney acquired Marvel, and so now they wanted the rights back so they can use them. And they've been like in negotiations for like the last like five years. Trying and to get Disney them gets what Disney wants. <laughs> <laughs> that includes yeah. I, I I remember the copyright episode. That was a good one. <laughs> so <laughs> Disney gets what Disney wants. And so they get the rights to him, and now he's in a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Uh, yeah, they they can use him, but uh, they so, they get the see. Marvel gets the rights to toys that don't have to do with the movie and Sony gets distribution rights for um, Spider-Man movies and whatever tie in merchandise. Wow. So they're both, you know, you know, going to make plenty of money. Yeah. And they still probably got a good chunk of change off of it just to get them too. So, but yeah. Um, so the first appearance of Spider-Man was in the trailer and uh, the first minute after that trailer came out, the first critique was, what the fuck is up with Spider-Man's costume? Oh my gosh, it looks like it did in the old comics. How dare they? So it, it looks like Steve Git- Ditko, you know, the creator, <laughs> the creator it. of Spider-Man. So a lot of people are complaining about the fact that Spider-Man looked like Spider-Man. That's what happened there. <laughs> and so because they were so used to the way Sony made him look, they made him look like a he made him look like a superhero with a cool, flashy outfit. 
Which why well, an eighteen year old would have the a Tobey Maguire Spider Man with the uh, the raised webbing was done to hide seams, mm-hmm. and I think they improved on that in the Amazing Spider Man. But you know, I I liked those costumes. I did. I liked the the Sam Raimi and the uh, what was his name, Mark Webb. Yeah, uh, both of those, and I like this one. Now, I will speculate that what we saw was not completely finished. But I still have no problem with it. It looks like Spider-Man. You know, plus they it was scaled down to a different screen, and that doesn't always translate the best when it's not, um, you know, the actual Blu-ray or DVD or, or what have you. Or 1080p that you're you're looking for in a big screen. But yeah, so it's just that, that's one of the problems that, uh, that I think uh, that geek culture has with itself is that, well... Everybody can enjoy in this culture. Like we have the Big Bang Theory that's came out. That's one of the most popular TV shows on um, TV shows out there. Um, we have a high insurgence of a lot of superhero movies that came out, and a lot of attire and and style that's actually influenced off, based off of nerd and geek culture together. So it's uh, one of those things that I'm noticing that um, how while it started as an exclusive society, now it's more of a marketing brand. You know? Yeah. I mean, you look at all these crates that are coming out, these marketing crates. You have Loot Crate, you have Nerd Block, you have, um, like, they have a crate for fucking anything now. Um, yeah. And, and when they started out, they're like, you can get all your nerd stuff or geek stuff here. And they give you, a, you know, Spider-Man socks, a t-shirt, and a, and a Funko Pop, you know? And then there you go. You have, like, a cool little shirt and stuff that, like, an obscure shirt that has something weird on it, like the Millennium Falcon riding a dragon somewhere, you know? And so, what the hell's an aluminum falcon? <laughs> so, so, so what they did is that they essentially made the geek culture a more of a marketing point, just like a male's eighteen to thirty-five is. It's uh, anybody who associates themselves to be uh, a lesser mature variety of a, of, a, of, a, of an adult that can market to pretty much. I don't. I mean, I don't. I'm outside of the culture. Wait, I don't think. No, it's you're a, not. You're not. Not I try to be. I was like, you're married. <laughs> you're not. You I, just took a picture of a Batman statuette. <laughs> this while is I was this putting on no, my deodorant. You are, you are geek world adjacent. <laughs> That's perfect. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with people critiquing things that are important to them. If they've been really looking forward to something and then it comes out and it's not what they expected and they kind of want to voice that. I like that more than just people clamoring on to anything because because it's how they expected it to be or just because, oh, you know, I can't get anything with Spider-Man on it. So finally I have something. And even if it's not what I wanted, it's, at least it's something, you know, at least they can say critique it or and I don't have a problem with that. I don't understand two things with the with the geek nerd culture is being upset about everything all the time it's it's such a small population that is they're so upset about the tiniest little things and they're very upset about these things and they're they're oh yeah they take it personal yeah Yeah. and the second thing is is that not being happy that you're getting more because it means that other people can enjoy it now do you have an example of that by any chance yeah like the people that are well okay so in, in my instance um I grew up reading Iron Man. He was a big part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. So 2008 rolls along. The movie comes out. And suddenly you have a whole new, you know, large populace of Iron Man fans. Now, were I the kind of guy that we're talking about, I would be, like, upset. You know, oh, how dare you love the thing that I love? I loved him first. I'm the real fan. Exactly. And let me tell you why everything in the movie was wrong according to the comics instead of just accepting it as its own thing. That makes sense. Okay. Not enjoying the fact that it's out there just to, yeah. Like, like the people that bitch about, uh, the Arkham games, the, the Batman Arkham games, you know, they complain that the characters aren't exactly how they are in the comics. It's like, well, that's because it is and has been referred to as the Arkham universe. It is its own thing now. Yes. And I, I like that. I like different takes. Even when it, you know, even if I don't like that particular take, I like that they can do that and not have to be a slave to 
material that's, you know, decades old. And that's kind of the reason why we're able to have, like, two different type of Hulk movies, too, right? It's because they're two different... It's like reboots of their own thing, or two different types of Batman movies. We have the Michael Keaton Batman, then we have the Christian Bale Batman. And then soon we're going to have the uh, Batman vs. Superman Batman, or Justice League Batman, I guess that's the name of it now. Right. Um, well, yeah. And what I would say is that the... You know, the reason that you are able to have your choice of which Spider-Man character you want or which Avengers movie spinoff is going to be your favorite or which uh, dorky TV character you relate to the most is because the creators have expanded the audience. And so would you rather have less choice and no one... And And exclusivity, I guess? Exclusivity, or would you rather have more content, more valuable content and crappy content and more people with Iron Man on their t-shirt. I don't understand what the trade-off, how you can still be so upset about, I was, I was doing this back in the eighties or I, you know, you're not even, you'd put on glasses and you think you're a nerd or whatever. Do you even know what the Mandarin's supposed to do? Do you even (laughs) know? Doesn't he grow oranges? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I mean, look at... Okay, so Star Wars has come back in a huge, huge way in the last in a half huge, year. In a huge, beautiful way, I would say. Now, let's let's go back. You know, people love to hate on the on the prequels, and granted, they weren't the best, you know, the, yeah. as far as what we had hoped they might be and possibly characters that should never have been. But you look at other things that they've, they've slapped that name on that were terrible. You know, made-for-TV Ewok movies, yes. droids, cartoons, a god-awful holiday special. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that those were your choices. And that's where the – that was in the heyday. That was back still in the 80s when Reagan was president that they were doing this. That, that it was still Thanks, warm. Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that works. <laughs> and, you know, it's all Reagan's fault. That's all we're saying. This is well, that's, how, that's how it works, right? <laughs> Um, so, it happened on your watch, asshole. <laughs> um, but the the funny thing about that is that it, that was during, during during the prime of Star Wars. It was like in the eighties when they were making you know Empire. Yeah, Strikes before Fire. the prequels. Yeah, so they were making filth before there was originally the filth that we know of. <laughs> you know, but but now you know, uh, uh, along with those, you know, the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, and all that other filth, as you put it, we we have some. Some good things have come from it. The, yes. um, oh gosh, the Clone Wars TV Clone show. War. Way, way better than the prequel movies. Yeah, Rebels is another good one. Rebels has been really good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... A lot of the um, the books that came out are really good as well. You know, Yeah, I've actually, oh, I've read far too many of them. I won't admit how many. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of comic books that come out are really good. Um, oh yeah, they, they uh, so there, there are only a handful of, Marvel titles when compared or, you know, Marvel Star Wars titles when compared to the rest of Marvel's titles. Mm -hmm. But they're they're pulling down a quarter of what Marvel is making in comic books right now. Really? Oh, yeah. They are super popular and they've been well written, which hasn't always been the case. I mean, I'm sure there were some great Dark Horse Star Wars titles, but there was a lot of filler, just like the old books that don't count anymore. Oh, that's speaking of those books, Lacey, that the. The, the people that have been just so upset about um, Star Wars and just the whole Force Awakens, you know, nonsense with people spoiling it and just being dicks. Right. Th- they're mad because they decided, and when I say they, I mean Disney and, and you know, St- the, the, the people making movie. the movies. They took all of the um, previous books and comics and basically said, you know what, this is a lot of convoluted stuff. We don't want to have to, you know go through and nitpick the minutiae, this stuff doesn't count anymore. They just hit now, the reset, reset they, they didn't make that stuff not exist, but people still got mad because, you know, it doesn't count. It's not canon anymore. But yeah. it, it's not, now it's fan fiction and not canon. And and so they, you know, they get their, hopefully they're wearing underwear. You know, they're getting their underwear <laughs> on a twist. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah I've tried to oh. relate it to something because I'm not in it, like I said, but I have certain things that I liked before ever, before it became popular. The things I can think of are like the San Francisco 49ers before they were good. 
Adele. I mean, I, I bought tickets for Adele when for $15 and she play was playing a tiny show in Salt Lake. Uh, and, and after they blow up, it's just confirmation that I was doing something cool. And now way more people are in this with me. And then, you know, the 49er fans are all going away because we're not good anymore. It's like, all right, bye. Okay. I'll see you later. Before you, said, before you said that, before you said they're all going away now, that's the way it should be, though. You right. know, all these people are coming in. It, you know, it doesn't matter if they're Johnny come lately. It, it you know, hey, we're, we're in this together. Right. You know, let's. You, you don't know this? Well, if you'd like to talk about it, how about we talk about it? You know, it's... It just My bandwagon is big. Come join me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it means that, you know, because now Adele, more people like Adele, she's getting more money. She's going to produce more. I get more stuff out of it. I don't... Now, also, when I want to go see her, I have to pay five times as more for a ticket, but as long as she's producing content for me to enjoy... More come on let's let's all come, go come on let's so, do this yeah 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 that see and i then and i agree with that that's the way it ought to be and there are of course there are going to be people that jump on and then jump back off when it's not what they expect it to be you know maybe adele makes an album that speaks to her you know her her soul her heart in a way that maybe doesn't speak to the mainstream and people will jump off and start to hate or you know like you said maybe your team doesn't do as well and you know suddenly the the fans scatter like cockroaches and the light comes on <laughs> right but but that doesn't you know, affect me at all that's their problem yeah, yeah exactly exactly and i have noticed that one geeky thing is zombies because I really liked uh, oh, zombie yeah. movies. I really liked zombie movies. And then Walking Dead came out. And suddenly you can have a zombie conversation at work and people can partake because they're watching The Walking Dead. And I'm like, I've had a zombie plan for like nine, ten years <laughs> now. But like what? I saw Max Brooks give a, a, a <laughs> dissertation about this exact thing at a university. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, now that was great, I can. By the way. Now zombies are everywhere. Zombie, more zombie movies, more zombie TV shows, more zombie conversations. I don't see what the what the drawback is. Yeah. No, I'm sure there's some yeah. zombie nerd out there that wants to whine about how they're not exactly like they were in the George Romero movies. Well, it's, I think the main thing is is them not referring to them as zombies. That's probably a big big thing. But the thing, what people don't realize is that universe that that exists in, zombie media doesn't exist. Right. There's no George Romero. There's no undead people. So you are pretty much starting over from scratch. You know. So anyway, anyway, I think that's a good, to a good little nugget of geekdom. I do. I really like talking about that culture because it's so specific. I'm gonna. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I guess I'm just gonna continue, continue just a little bit on the. It, it kind of. <laughs> One thing that irks me a little bit about it is the uh, not just the rivalries. Guess, rivalries irk me about it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like oh, you like Marvel? Oh, you like, like DC? DC? Oh, you don't like the same game console that I like? Yeah, that's Ugh, kinda, that's kind of just shut up. That's, that's way bullshit right there. But the one I can't stand is the people who are who think they're the biggest fans and don't like the people who are not the biggest fans underneath it. Like as as Lacey was saying, it kind of reminds me of that scene from High Fidelity. Where the guy oh. wants to, the guy wants to buy the record. He's like, you know, you what? mean the one we've been equated to? <laughs> buy Mrs. Lacey. <laughs> I'm sure it was out of love. <laughs> she married me, so and and a little bit of spite. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, I'm gonna play that scene right now, and then and then we'll we'll just talk just a little bit. Well, not talk about, it, but that I'm just gonna end it on that. So okay, Rob, it's your turn. Okay, I'm feeling kind of basic today. Top five side ones, track ones. Janie Jones, Clash, from The Clash. Hey. Let's Get It On, Marvin Gaye from Let's Get It On. Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit off of Nevermind. Oh no, Rob, that's not obvious enough, not at all. How about uh, Point of No Return on Point of No Return? Lewis, so you can uh, get up a... Shut up, shut up. <laughs> white Light, White Heat. Velvet Underground. Yeah, that would be on my list. Though and not on mine. Massive Attack, No Protection. The song is Radiation oh, Ruling the Nation. Kind of a new record. Excuse very. Me, in a minute. Very nice, Rob. A sly declaration of new classic status slipped into a list of old safe ones. Very pussy. 
Excuse me, I was in, in a minute. Couldn't you be any more obvious than that, Rob? How about, uh, I don't know, the Beatles? How about fucking, fucking Beethoven? Track one, side one of the Fifth Symphony. How can someone who has no interest in music own a record store? Do you still have that uh, beef our French import safe as well? Um, let's see. Ah, yes, here it is. How much you want for it? Ah. Oh, no. You know what? I don't think I'm selling it this week. Maybe next oh, week. Oh, no. You said that last week. Did I? Yeah, well, I just... I... I played... You know, I don't have that record. I'll buy it for 40. Rob. So, now why would you sell it to me and not to him? Because you're not a geek, Lewis. You guys are snob. No, we're not. No, seriously, you're totally elitist. You feel like the unappreciated scholars, so you shit on the people who know less than you. No. Which is everybody. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just sad. Okay, so we're back. And so now, I guess we're, 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 on, we're done with that topic now, so. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to go on to learning, the learning corner. Bing, 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 bing. You're going to get shown from last year right there. I don't know why I keep saying that. That's fine. It's fine. I think so. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Well, you're learning. Because iced tea is refreshing. It is. And and despite your brother, get a raspberry. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I've been... Oh, I love raspberry tea. <laughs> I like peach tea more, but raspberry tea is really oh, good. I've actually been on to the uh, Arizona brand mango tea Oh, lately. yeah, the mango tea is really good, too. Any really any fla- flavor tea you just can't, you really can't go wrong. I like lemon tea. This is a learning corner about tea, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's name the different kinds of tea: black, green, white, Earl Grey, breakfast, bag, <laughs> bag, bag, <laughs> Lipton. No, I'm just <laughs> anyway, what's the real learning corner? Um, it's not really a learning corner. Actually, I'm gonna talk about something that is like not important or needs to be learned about, but I thought it was interesting and I'm going to, it's not something I want to talk too much about. So that's why we're putting in the small part of the, stick it in the learning corner. Okay. What's up? Yeah. You stick in the learning. corner. <laughs> uh, be gentle. <laughs> Kim Kardashian. Uh, we don't ever talk pop culture or whatever Kim Kardashian is, but she posted a naked picture of herself on the internet and on she Instagrams. does it a lot. I don't know. I don't know why people are still impressed or surprised by it, I guess, but they are. Um, so she posted a naked bathroom picture and every- Oh, was she dropping a deuce? Because I'd look at that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't really, she's but that's funny shit to say. Face. She's making <laughs> She's like pushing it out. Like, <laughs> she was posed in front Nord, of- Nord, get me some toilet paper. <laughs> Nord, I don't know why she Nord. has that accent. Nord. What is this, raising Arizona? <laughs> <laughs> That is, her, so that is her kids. That is her kid's name, right? North. North, yes. And then the other North one's named Saint Saint West. Yeah. Kid number two. Oh. Um, so she posted a naked picture of her in her bathroom mirror, and she barred out her boobs and her vag. Well, the mother as, as, ta- as a tasteless woman does. A tasteful, <laughs> tasteful, not tasteless. Sorry. <laughs> as a yeah, whatever. As a tasteless woman does. Yes, I'm going to stand by Take my Take that as you will. Uh, um, so, like, people like Pink and Bette Midler and uh, Chloe Moretz, um, she's the chick from... Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass. Came okay. out and talked um, about it. And they weren't really hating on her. They just wanted to... Some people were just being bitchy and calling her, you know... A hoe. A hoe and slut or whatever, but... People like Pink and uh, Chloe were just trying to talk about the fact that young girls need to know that despite what society tells them, your body isn't only meant to be objectified. Exactly. So they're kind of giving the, the other side of the coin, if you will. Like, yes. Yeah. But, a, it, you know, if, if in the case of, of Kim, you know, that is the only thing you're known for. That's kind of your meal ticket, but it's yeah. not exactly, exactly. the best and message. That's what the they were kind of that's actually what they were trying to say is that. Yes, you can do this, but also you can do this. And so. Right. But they were kind of hating on her because yeah. they were trying to say that, you know, 
what you do is less valuable than what other women do. And so I, I understand that because women are told all the time that the only reason they're valuable is because of their bodies. Right. And so if their body isn't and, and to perfect, stay away from that science and that math, right, exactly. <laughs> God, <laughs> it's true, man. That that's like a a horrible stereotypical thing, you know. That I I don't know where it started or how it happened, but that was just not something that women did. You know, they didn't go into a a, a math uh, heavy profession or you know scientific profession, right? Yeah. And women, you could say that women like Kim Kardashian help that stereotype right along. She doesn't seem very intelligent, and she posts naked naked pictures of her time and of herself all the time and she's famous because of her naked body is everywhere all the time in different yeah but okay there are you know several billion people on this planet how many other people get away with it on that scope i mean that should you know there's your disclaimer yeah right exactly and that's the that's the i don't really care about it and uh, people that are upset about it i don't know why they spend so much time talking about it. yeah why are they wasting their breath i mean they're just pretty much keeping her name out there they're exactly. volleying, her, volleying her information right but if i had to hey, be if i if ahead. i could stay in seal skin coats just by showing pictures of my wang i would do it <laughs> fair enough you should. i've never owned a seal skin coat that's just the first fancy thing i came up with <laughs> and if you are posting wang pictures you should uh set up an instagram for that <laughs> so um i don't if i had to be pressed for an opinion i on kim kardashian i would say that i don't really mind it i understand that you know she might be perpetuating the idea that women are only valued for their bodies but at the same time how one woman how one woman feels empowerment and gets around in the world is not in relation to my how i get empowered and get around in this world it's not there isn't an either or there, here there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach to life honestly yeah, what, what she does is a concern to herself and i guess by extension to kanye yeah. Right. That's, Kanye that's doesn't their, really care. I don't want to say problem because I don't necessarily want to you know say that it is a problem, but it's their it's their life. It's what right. you know, and, and if they don't have a problem with it, then mm-hmm. Right. Why and, should I? Exactly. And in that vein, it's also while it is important to let a woman know that she's not valued only based on her body, it is also important for women to know that they are not le- any less valuable when they're showing less or more skin. Mm-hmm. This idea that women should show enough to be interesting, but not too much. So they're slutty. That whole leave something to the imagination idea. It's so much bullshit. Modest is hottest. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the Utah State model? I believe so. <laughs> Utah is and, modest. Is modest. Yeah. And I, I don't personally dress that way, but if other women want to, I don't know. Uh, this whole I don't know it kind of feeds into the idea that women are supposed to be pure and virgins and everything to be held valuable but kind of slutty so you see what you're getting into and it's impossible to but don't walk. try it before you buy it because she's a hoe <laughs> and, and do all these things so Kim Kardashian is just like fuck all that I'm just gonna not wear anything if you got it flaunt it baby and people like it it does play into the fact that she I mean she is a woman right so that's what this is yeah. based on people like and she's a mother Right. That's, well, that's her body big... is the government's business. <laughs> Dave, people like Dave Navarro, Dennis Rodman, David Beckham, Adam Levine, Burt Reynolds. All, all, all of them have posed naked Justin before. Bieber. Justin Definitely. Bieber. The all they do is pose holding their junk. and Or someone else's. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint. My Instagram's coming up. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and it's two-handed, ladies. <laughs> Yeah, you remember that baby hand sketch from... Never mind. But anyway, that's it. It's not a learning corner at all. Just It's an awareness corner. Don't slut shame. The more you know corner. Yeah, don't slut shame. If women want to show it off and you don't like it, don't look at it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I would take that a step farther. Don't, don't, just don't shame. I mean, especially if it's just a difference of opinion. You know, if somebody's honestly doing something that's legitimately horrible... Yeah, maybe, but, you know, if somebody's not a big a fan as you, there's no shame in that. If somebody's, you know, w- decides that they want to 
cover up more of their body. There's no shame in that. I mean, there is a, I, I forget which faction of which religion, but they're, they don't cut their hair. They don't shave because they, they honestly believe that everything they have is a gift from their deity. There's no shame in that. I don't, you know, some women, they have hair on their faces. That's, that's just the way it is. Right. I think it's Indian, a faction of Indian religion where they won't yeah, wax I, their eyebrows or anything like that. And they've been called out and, uh, post have pictures taken of them and posted on Instagram without their consent as yeah. to like advertise for waxing places and stuff. So yeah, it's Ugh. people are in poor taste sometimes. Yeah, and don't... I, I personally like Kim Kardashian and I like the way she looks. I'm just gonna say that right now. Yeah, I, I don't think you're in the minority. Otherwise, she wouldn't have a career. Yeah, I don't buy anything of hers. <laughs> I don't download her. Uh, what's it called? Her uh, app. Whatever the hell she has. I think that's how she's making money nowadays, I'm guessing. I don't know. Her Kim Kimojis. Yeah, I'm not sure why she exists other than to show <laughs> She's just body. sucking valuable oxygen from this life. She's pretty hot. She is hot. <laughs> Slappy, any thoughts on this? Uh, she's not hard to look at, but I mean, <laughs> I would not... I don't think I could be in a room with her because I'm betting we would have nothing to talk about. And that's, you know, to me, kind of important. <laughs> yeah. Look at you. So progressive. I wouldn't no. kick her out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, it's a good learning corner or awareness corner or as uh, Slappy put it, the uh, more you know corner. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be after the uh, Mr. and Mrs. podcast. This is Mr. Max. And Mrs. Lacey. And our special guest this week, Mr. Slappy McNutts. Thank you for having me. Yes. It's been great. We should definitely have you on again. I'll start thinking about more topics. Yeah, think about it and then we'll invite you back on. Well, peace out. Bid you adieu. Sayonara, bitches. Bye. Bitches. silence. <laughs> I drive these scrubs crazy. I do it on they treat me really nicely They buy me all these ices Dolce and Gabbana Finley and Bandana Karen, they be sharing All that money got me wearing fly
What you gonna do? 